0: I wish I didn't have to go to this stupid meeting. I always say the wrong thing. I'm just going to embarrass myself again. I used to be nervous about going to the meetings, but now I actually look forward to them. God always gives me the right thing to say. I heard he was an arrogant jerk. My buddy says he's full of himself, and he's impossible to be around. You know what? I'm going to give him a chance. You never know until you get to know someone. He may be really a nice guy. You want me to help him? Are you kidding me? I could barely help myself, much less someone else. Wow, I'd be honored to reach out to him. I know I'm not perfect, but I remember when I needed the same thing, and a buddy reached out to me. Count me in. Succeeding at the big things has a lot to do with the little things. Words matter. Small things,
1: big difference. Good morning, everyone. How we doing? Are you glad you came to church today already? Man, was, it, was that an amazing worship or what? Wow, God God is a great God. Yeah, let's, let's praise the Lord for that. We have a great God that we worship with great songs, with a great worship leader, great band. I mean, great crowd. What more can you ask for, right? So glad we came to church this morning. Will, if you will, turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Just put your thumb there. Proverbs chapter 18. While you turn in there, I want to say a phrase. I want you guys to finish it for me, all right? Everybody ready? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but... How many of you have ever been hurt by words before? Many of us, right? Why? Why are we hurt by words? You know why? Because words are powerful. Would you agree with that this morning? I'm sorry. Are you you with me this morning? Words are powerful. Would you agree with that this morning? They're powerful, and I don't need I don't need to look any further than my family and my kids to bring you an illustration this morning about words are being powerful. Uh, My daughter Jade just turned seven on Friday, and uh, she acts like she's seventeen already, which is very scary. But she's smart as a whip, and she's in first grade, and. just last month, she came home and we found a note that she had written to a classmate. And it really had some powerful words in it. We were shocked and just cracked us up. I, thought, I put this on my Instagram. I thought I'd share it with you this morning. So let's put that on the screen. Some powerful words. She talked to one of her classmates. I blacked out the classmate's name for anonymity's sake. I don't want to defame her at all. But uh, she said, first of all, why do you look at my paper? It's kind of rude. And it is cheating so please do not I want you to learn (laughs) now if anybody's a leader or boss you need to just take this down this is this is a three-point extra message for you today on leadership okay I'm gonna show you real quick so first of all you have the confrontation this is the three C's all right Why do you look at my paper? It's kind of rude. There's a confrontation. Then we have, it is cheating, so please do not. That's the correction, okay? That's the correction. And then we have the challenge. I want you to learn. (laughs) Um, She's going to be ruling the world, everybody. Just get ready for that. Today we're continuing our series, Small Things. What's the rest of it? big difference, part three of our series. And I believe today, if you take this small principle I'm going to show you today, it's going to make a tremendous difference in your life. I believe when you make small changes in your life, you'll see big differences. And that's our key thought for this series. You know, we look at people who have accomplished great things, who've done amazing things, more than we have done, and we think, man, what big thing have they done? But it's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big big things everyone wants. That's in your notes. Let me say that again. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things everyone wants. Last week we talked about thoughts. Our thoughts and our thoughts influence our words and our words influence our actions. and Our actions (laughs) influence our habits and our habits create our destiny. Small things... Big difference. Today, we're going to talk about the power of our words. Those small little things we call words. We see the power of of the word just if you go to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. We see how God created the world with just a spoken word, right? He said, let there be with the spoken word. And it was. And he said, it was good. And Psalm 33 says, by the word of the Lord, he spoke. And it was. The power of words. Words are powerful. When God created the world, it was a spoken word that did it. And our text this morning, if you go to Proverbs chapter 18, if you're there already, Proverbs 18, we're going to look at verse 21. And Solomon, right here, is going to show us just how powerful our words can be. In verse 21, chapter 18 of Proverbs. Let's read it together. It says, Death and life are in the power of the what, church? The tongue. The tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. I love how the New Living Translation says it. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to what? Talk. Talk. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. If you love to talk, you're gonna experience the benefits and the consequences of talking because our words are powerful. The words that we speak can be life-giving words, like Solomon said, or they can be life-taking words. They have the power of life and the power of death. That means we can either build people up or we can tear them down. And this is an important thought and this is in your notes. If you look, if you want to change the life you have, you need to change the words you speak. If you want to change the life you have, you need to change the words you speak. Small things in the words we speak can make a big difference in the life that we live. If you will, take your Bible and turn to James chapter 3 this morning. James chapter 3. We just did a study in James last fall, and we, we looked at this passage, James chapter 3. And it's gonna, James is going to sh- talk to us about the power of the tongue, the power of our words, and give us an, an awesome illustration of what they can do. So, James chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 3 through 6. Verse 3 through 6. It says in verse 3 Indeed, we put bits, those small bits, in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. That humongous horse can be turned by just a small bit. And verse 4 says, Look also at ships, those mighty ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Verse 5 says, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. It's a small thing that makes a big See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. How many have ever seen a fire started just by a conversation? Just by by some words that were spoken and all of a sudden chaos ensues. Verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Words are powerful. Amen, church. They're powerful. You can speak life-giving words to people, or you can speak life-taking words. You can build people up, or you can tear them down just by a small word. They're powerful. And that's the responsibility I, wanna, I really wanna get across this morning to all of us, of how powerful our words can be. You show me a marriage. Show me a marriage that's struggling, and I'll show you a marriage that's filled with life-taking words going on. Show me a marriage that's thriving. And I'll show you a marriage that has life-giving words, encouraging, loving. Think about people you don't like to be around. Get got that person in your head right now? <laughs> it's probably because of the words they speak to you. Or think about people you love to be around. They're encouraging. They bless you by just their words, just a conversation. Those, those words are so, so powerful, that's, what, that's the responsibility we need to understand this morning. And Solomon talks about this in Proverbs quite a bit. He gives us the contrast between life-giving and life-taking words, those words that can build us up or those words that can tear us down. They have the power of life and of death. That's, that's, That's very, very powerful. Proverbs, this will be on the screen, chapter 12, verse 18, Solomon says, the words of the reckless pierce like swords. They pierce, they take life. Those words, the reckless words. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. It brings life. It's life-giving. He says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4, Gentle words are a tree of what, church? Okay, church, you're going to have to get a little louder today. Gentle words are what? They're, they are what? Life. They're life-giving. And a deceitful tongue crushes The spirit, that's life taking. How many have ever had your spirit just crushed by a word? Just by a simple conversation, just a word, just by small words. It may be unintentional. Maybe somebody comes up to you and says, so uh, that's what you're wearing today, huh? Okay. You gonna do your hair like that for now on? Or did you look in the mirror? Or was your lights low, dim? Or you may be single and not married yet, somebody comes up to you and says, so you're how old and you're not married yet? And you're like, why don't you shut up and get out of my face? <laughs> I know me, I'm a songwriter, so you know I've introduced a lot of songs in churches, and one of my habits is, if somebody comes up to me and asks me, did you write that song? I'll just say, well, did you like it? <laughs> and that determines my answer. You know, words can be more intentional sometimes. can be hurtful more intentionally sometimes. People can come to you and say, I can't stand you. You're pathetic. It can be very hurtful words. Life-taking words. Maybe somebody goes to a spouse and says, I found someone else. That's the power of death. That's the power of life. Those those words are powerful. They're life-taking or they're life-giving. On the other hand, we can be blessed by Words. We can be encouraged by words. Words can be life-giving. You can go to somebody, you can hear somebody say to you, I'm proud of you. You're the best. Your dream come true. I'm so, so thankful for you. There's something about life-giving words that are healing. Amen. Amen. They're healing. They're life-giving. They're, they're good for the soul. You know, parents, we, we need to understand that we have an amazing power with our words, with our kids incredible power. We can crush them, we can tear them down, or we can build them up and encourage them. Both of my kids are playing basketball. They had their first game of the season yesterday, and I'm a basketball player. I love the game, so I have to be careful when I go to my kids' games as a parent sitting in the, in the bleachers and not, not get too crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I have to be careful that I say the right things at the right time and not the Wrong things at the wrong time because I can really discourage them. I've seen little kids on a basketball court and their parents go completely ballistic, and it just destroys them. You know, we have power as parents with our words. We need to make sure we build our kids up, encourage them, lift them up, give them life-giving words. I don't know if anybody has more power with words over me than my wife. She can she can really encourage me. She is an incredible encourager. Sometimes I'll be at work and I'll be in my office at the ministry center and I'll get a, maybe a flirtatious text here and there if I'm lucky. (laughs) When I get that text, I'll usually go to Doug's office and I'll say, hey, um, I think I could leave a little early today (laughs) and he'll say yes, sometimes, sometimes he'll say no. And that really crushes my spirit guys. (laughs) Just by a simple word. They're powerful. Words are powerful. So because of that, I want to help you this morning. On your notes, we're going we're to take an audit of our words. We're going to audit our words. Last week, we did a thought audit. And today, we're going to audit our words. Are our words life-taking, more life-taking, or are they more life-giving? So I want you to look at two things this morning when it comes to this. You know, we're going to look at, are our words life-taking or life-giving to others? Are they life-taking, life-giving to others? ourselves as well we're going to take an audit of that so first of all when we speak to others okay are they are our words more life-taking or life-giving are we more discouraging to people or do we give people more words of encourage are you an encourager okay so we're going to take an audit of that you want to look at those numbers one to ten circle a number that best describes you be honest with yourself and just take an audit of your words how do i speak to others do i speak more life-taking or life? go ahead and do that right now just take an audit of your words right now. And make sure to be honest, all right, to others. And the next, the second thing is we're going to look at, we're going to audit our words to ourselves. How do we speak to ourselves? Do I say more life taking words to myself or more life giving words to myself from, number, from a scale of 1 to 10? Just circle a number that best represents your words. Go ahead and do that right now, just, just be honest. And just circle a number that best represents you. More life taking and more life giving. Here's the thing. If we didn't circle 10 on both of those, we have room for improvement, everybody. We have room for improvement. Because big changes can happen in our life just by some small words we say. Why? Because words are, they're powerful. They're powerful. If you want to change the life you have, change the words you speak. Small changes in the words you speak will make a big difference in the life you make. Our words, as Solomon said this morning, our words have the power of life and they have the power of death. That's powerful stuff. So let me give you two very powerful keys this morning about life-giving words. The first thing is this. If you can't say something helpful, skip it. If you can't say something helpful, skip it. If you've seen the movie Bambi, you'll probably know the line from the great philosopher, Thumper. So we're going to see that real quick. Go ahead and put that up.
0: If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing
1: at all. Aww. Very cute, but very true, right? If we can't say something helpful, then we need, To skip it. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, Do not let any what? Unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But what kind of talk? Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may may benefit those who listen. Now, if you're not convicted by that verse this morning, you're not paying attention, okay? (laughs) We need to think about that verse and the power of the words of that particular verse right there. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. If we apply that one verse to our life, to our marriages, to our work, to our relationships, to our friendships. Man, it was worth being here today. Just to apply that one verse to our life. If you can't say something helpful, skip it. Just skip it. Now, let me address and clarify something. Because some of you are probably going to go home and you're like, Yeah, I've got to say some negative things to some people that I need to say. But Gary said I could skip it. No. Sometimes we need to say things to people that are truth that they need to hear that they may not want to hear. But it, it will be helpful for them. This is called confrontation. I talk a lot about confrontation to leaders. I'm like, you know, listen. Confrontation is not supposed to be a bad thing. It's supposed to be a helpful thing if we do it correctly. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 that we need to speak the truth in love. You know, when you speak truths to people in love, you couldn't be any more helpful. Some of you have people that you need to talk to, that you need to confront. The Bible says if we have a problem with somebody, that we need to go to that person. We need to talk to them. Sometimes we we, we need to go and say things to people that they don't want to hear, but it will be helpful to them. So no, this point is not negating the responsibility that you have of, of confronting people. Speaking the truth in love can be some of the most helpful things you can ever do for someone. Let me give you three questions. This is a kind of bonus material. You can just write down in your notes, all right? This is the questions you want to ask yourself before you say anything to somebody, okay? The first question is this. Is it true? Number one, is it true? Number two, is it kind? Is it kind? And then number three, is it necessary? Is it necessary? Ask yourself those three questions before you speak. If you can say yes to those, you'll be Okay, if you can't say something helpful, skip it. In other words, zip it. (laughs) But don't throw away the key yet, okay? Because number two is this. If you think something good, say it. If you think something good, say it. Anytime you think something good about others, man, people are a blessing to our life, aren't they? Sometimes. If we think something good about somebody, let's say it. Man, if we think about something good about God, let's let's say it. We come in here every morning. We sing worship songs to the Lord. If you stand there quiet, shame on you. Uh, That was my chance to just get on to you for a second. As a worship leader. Bible tells us to sing to the Lord. And those songs give us an opportunity to say something good about God. Because he's a good God. Amen, church? If you think something good about God, say it. Sing it. Proclaim it. If you think something good about yourself, say it. You know, we can say good things about ourselves without being prideful. We can give glory to God for what He's done in our life. Say, say good things about yourself. Say good things about your circumstances, your life. Look at the blessings all around you. If you think something good, say it. Say it. Speak life giving words when you think life giving thoughts. Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, this will be on the, the, the screen. It says, kind words are like honey. Honey. They're sweet. They're sweet to the soul and they're healthy for the body. Kind words. Think about the power of kind words. They're so sweet to hear. And you know what? They're sweet to say as well. There's nothing like encouraging someone. You, you know, we all love to be encouraged, but man, it's, I think it's even more a blessing if you know you can encourage someone else. Give me a blessing to life. If you think something good about somebody, say it. Notice Solomon didn't say in this verse. He didn't say, kind thoughts are like honey. Do you notice that? He said, kind words are like honey. You know, I could think kind thoughts and not say them. You know, I could stand here and be like. And you come up to me, you're like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, ah, just thinking about you. Just thinking about you. <laughs> and what good does that do you? You know, if I think something good, I need to say it. When I say something that I think, if I think something good, you know what I do? I set free the blessings through words, because my words are powerful. They have the power of life and of death. They have the power to build people up and to build people or tear people down. My parents are great encouragers. They've always been great encouragers in my life. My mom, if you ever want to know if my mom is here at Orchard Church, all you have to do is this: look for the lady standing with the big iPad like this taking pictures of me while I'm on the stage. That's my mom and posting it on Facebook. She's proud of me, okay? She's encouraging. My dad, man, every time he comes and sees me, I can always count on this. When he leaves and I drop him off the airport, I can always count on him hugging me and saying two things. I love you, and I'm proud of you. I love you, and I'm proud of you. Those are life-giving words. And I look forward to them every time. I've been in uh, full-time ministry uh, for 12 and a half years. And I've talked to guys that have been in ministry for a long time. They've worked for pastors that will, let's just say they're jerks, there's some pastors that are jerks. I have had the blessing of working for two amazing pastors. You know, I don't have any horror stories or war stories with pastors. Or anything like that. I've been truly blessed in 12 and a half years. Um, Doug and I went, and our wives went to Vegas this week. We, we just got away for a week and just had a good time. Took a week of vacation. Just got away from everything and just took a breath. And we had some great conversations and God really spoke to us. Through those times, and I don't know if you know this or not, but we have an awesome pastor and a pastor's wife. I don't know Woo! if you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, our, our church has grown numerically, incredibly. Uh, unc- it's uncanny. You know, we come to this church every week, and I think we take it for granted. To be honest with you, if we come to church every week, you know, we forget the blessings that we have here. We forget. What God is doing here, it's so unlike everything else that's going on in our country in churches. Um, God has his hand on us here. And I'll tell you why, because we have a leader and a pastor who listens to God. We have a leader and a pastor who has made the big decision to stay by God's word and to follow God wholeheartedly. And we're blessed to have that kind of leader. And he looked at me this week. We were sitting down talking. And he said, uh, it, it kind of took me off guard because I was like, well, I know this. But he, he said, he said, Gary, I, you know, I know we're growing a lot and we have a lot of numbers. He goes, but I, I don't just see numbers He goes, I re- it's not about numbers for me. I, I see people when I see numbers, I see people. And I, I was like, yeah, I, I know that. You know? And he goes, no, 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 Gary, honestly, when I see those numbers, I see individuals. I see people. I see souls that need to be reached. And I said, yeah, I know, I know that about you. and That's why I'm here. That's why I'm with you in this journey. And uh, we, did, we didn't have to go far to get a, an example of that. Just this week, we were walking down the strip in the chaos of Las Vegas, and we came across some people that were evangelizing on the street and uh, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to them but of course Doug was like I'm going to stop and talk to them a little bit <laughs> and he went over there and talked to the lady and it's like, hey, what, what, are you, what are you doing and I took a picture, he didn't know I took that picture but I, uh, he's like, what's going on and she was immediately hostile to him immediately angry no love of God in them just just angry and he goes, whoa, 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 and she didn't know that he was a Christian, more or less a pastor. He's like, whoa, 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 I just, I just asked what you're doing, and she goes, you know what I'm doing, and she just kind of went off on it. So he kind of, he just kind of worked, it. if it was me, I probably would have just walked away, like, okay, whatever, you know. But you know what, he stood there for 30 minutes and talked to this lady, 30 minutes, and we were kind of, and honestly, we, the wives and I, we were kind of like, come on, Doug, hurry up, you know. <laughs> Land the plane already. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, you know what happened with that situation? He talked to her for 30 minutes and I think she had a heart change. I really do because he, he kind of talked to her. He's like, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor and he talked to her. He gave some scripture about the love of God and you know, we're not supposed to be angry and hostile to people sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he walked away from that conversation in a a good spirit with both of them. But we saw her the next night and we come down and she's smiling when she sees us. She goes, I'm happy today. I'm happy today. All because our pastor cares about people. We'll never see that lady again. But he cares about people. He cares about you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and, you. and I may sound like a suck-up, but I could care less. <laughs> because I have the microphone, and I'm going to brag on our pastor a little bit today. I love him for who he is and what, what God has called him to do. And I love him for, for leading us in the, in the spiritual way that he does. And he loves God, and he loves you. And we are blessed to have him as our pastor. Can we praise God for him this morning? Well, in my first pastor uh, was with him for about 10 years before I came to Colorado. Amazing blessing in my life. Incredible. I was 24 years old. I knew absolutely nothing, everyone. Absolutely nothing. I knew how to play guitar. I knew how to sing. That's pretty much it. (laughs) And uh, he hired me, took me under his wing. Felt like God had called me into ministry and uh, showed me the ropes. Helped me through hard times. Helped me when I was green and didn't know anything. Was patient with me. And I remember my first year there, they were kind of a conservative church. And he's like, Gary, I want you to come in. I want you to rock it up, man. I want you to rock it up. We're ready. We're excited. And I'm 24 years old, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. It was a conservative church. So after about two months, we kind of was easing into it a little bit. After about two months, I get up there with an acoustic guitar. Now, this was kind of... Out of of the box a little bit for this church, just to have a guitar up there. And I I got up there with acoustic guitar. No lie, everybody. The next day, 30 people left our church. Okay, just to give you perspective, that was 10% of our church. (laughs) 30 people. And guess who they blamed? Me. The dude with the guitar. Rocking it out. The 24-year-old kid that knew nothing, and my spirit was Crushed. And I sat at my desk the next day after I found out. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Did I just run off 10% of our church? This is horrible. And I I was just like, God, what are you doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? What did I do wrong, you know? And and my pastor came in the next day. And I'll love him forever just for this moment. Uh, And he came in and he gave me a card. And it said, (laughs) I always get like (laughs) emotional when I think about this. But I was, you gotta understand, I was crushed. And he gave me this card and it said, I love you, I believe in you, and I would take you over those 30 people any day. And as a crushed 24-year-old green worship leader, I had new life. Just by reading those words, what a great leader he was for that. What a great pastor. What a great friend. Those words were healing in a time when I needed it the most. That's the power of our words. Those kind of words can shape who people become. Think about that. Just in a simple word, a simple con- conversation. They are powerful. They are life-giving. When you think something good, please say it. When you think something good, say it. Text it. Post a comment on Facebook. Email someone. Give them a call. Have a conversation. Have coffee. If you think something good about someone, tell them. Be a blessing to them. Don't wait to their funeral to talk good about them. You know, it's, I think that's, that's, that can be a tragedy sometimes when we wait too long to tell someone how we feel. Let's bless them now. Let's bless them when they need it the most, because our words are powerful. You, you heard about the ESPN anchor, Stuart Scott, that recently passed away. And I remember sitting there, um, um, and I just, I'm not a big crier or anything, but, you know, I grew up with Stuart Scott Sports Center man, and, in the 90s. And I, I remember just sitting on my day off the Monday after I heard about it and uh, pulling up all these videos of his co-anchors. You, you may have saw some of that. And they, it was so emotional. I'm sitting there. I'm like trying to fight back the tears watching this, this crazy thing. And Jen's like, are you okay? And I'm like, Well, Stuart Scott died. And I'm just, I was kind of torn up by it. But, you know, it, it makes you wonder if they said those to him, you know, to bless him. And that's what we need to do. If we need something good, let's say it. Don't wait. Say it. Change, this will change your relationships. It'll change the whole dynamic of your relationships, your friendships, your marriages. When you think something good, say it. Don't hold back a blessing from someone. Don't rob someone of a blessing. Give them life-giving words. When you think it, say it. But some of us need to hear this next, next thing. <laughs> you know, of course we want to encourage others. and We want to say good things to others, but what about yourself? You know, if you look at your audit this morning, I wonder how many of us didn't do so well in the audit of the words we speak to ourselves. You know, we need to encourage ourselves. We need to say life giving words to ourselves. We don't need to say life taking words from ourselves. David in the Bible was a great example of this the idea of saying life giving words to yourself. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, I'll I'll give you the context of this. He he was he was at a point where he's worried about getting stoned, um, not in a Colorado sense, but uh, you know, I'm in a I'm gonna die sense, you know, of, about getting stoned. And we'll put this on the screen. First Samuel chapter thirty verse six says, "But David encouraged who himself, himself. He encouraged himself and the Lord his God." You know, sometimes I need to encourage myself. I need to give myself life giving words. I need a self pep talk. How do I encourage myself? How do we do that? Let me tell you what, how you do that. And we talked about this last week. We need to remind ourselves who we are. you know who we are? We're a child of God. We're a child of the King. We're a child of the creator of the universe. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have the power of God in our lives. That's who we are. It's not us. It's Christ in us. Colossians says, it's Christ in me. That's the hope of glory. God can do great things through me. He can do big things through me. And I believe that. Do you believe that this morning, church? And here it is. This is on your notes. If you want to see it, say it. If you want to see it, say it. Say, God, I believe that you're going to do only what you can do in my life. You're going to do great things in my life, in my family, in my work, in my relationships. Jesus said in Mark 11, verse 23, He said, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Jesus didn't go and say, Hey, go talk about the mountain. Go think about the mountain. No, He said, Say to this mountain. God said in Ezekiel, God said, Prophesy to the dead bones. Speak to the dead bones. He didn't say, Talk about them. He said, speak to them. If you want to see it, say it. If you want to see it, say it. Say, God, I believe that you're going to bless my marriage. I believe you're going to get me out of debt. I believe that there's going to be healing in my life. If you want to see it, say it. Why? Why do we do that? Because words are powerful. They're powerful, everyone. If you want to change your world, change your words. Man, that was a good one. That was a good amen or right there. I'm going to give you another chance on that one, all right? (laughs) If you want to change your world, change your words. Can I hear an amen this morning? If you want a big difference in your life, you're gonna change the way you speak. Because when we we make those small changes in the way we speak, we're gonna see a big difference in the life that we live. So let me give you one more phrase. And this is is a really cool takeaway for you today. I wanna give you a phrase that you're gonna tack on the end of what you say. And that phrase is this, this is in your notes. This is the phrase, and that's the way I want it. And that's the way I want it. We don't walk around and say, I'm sick of my marriage. I don't like my spouse and I want it to end in divorce. And that's the way I want it. That's not what we say. We don't look at ourselves and say, I'm pathetic. I never get the good breaks. I am always going to suck. And that's the way I want it. No, we say things like this. I know my marriage is not great right now. I know it's on the rocks. I know we're having problems. But I'm going to surrender my heart to the Lord. I'm going to follow his principles. I'm going to trust in him to be the restorer. And we're going to see great things in our marriage because that's the way I want it. We're going to look at our finances. We're going to say, you know, I'm in debt right now, I'm in deep debt. But I'm going to live below my means. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna live below my means. I'm gonna get out of this debt. I'm gonna climb out of this debt by the mercy of the Lord. And I'm not only gonna get out of debt, I'm gonna be a generous giver. I'm gonna be a tither. I'm gonna be somebody that gives back to God freely because that's the way I want it. Add that phrase to what you say and watch your words change. Just add that phrase. Uh, like we talked about, our thoughts they impact our words, our words impact our actions, and our actions impact our habits, and our habits create our destiny. Make small changes in the words you, sp- you speak, and you'll see a big difference in the life you live. The first week, we talked about what is your one word this year? What's your one word? And the last week, we talked about what is our one thought. Today, I want to think about what is our one statement? What's our one statement? What well, one statement that we can just say again and again this year to make a big difference in our life? Now, some of you may ask, you know, can my, my thought be my statement? Absolutely. Because it can't end with a thought. We need to say it. If we think something good or helpful, we need to say it. My one word this year is health. I want to focus on my health. And, and my one thought is I want to be healthy for God's glory. And that's going to be my statement this year. That's what I want to say to myself. Want to say, want to say over and over, and it's going to impact my health. It's going to impact my decisions on eating. It's going to impact my decisions on my finances. I want to be financially healthy. It's going to I, it's going to make me want to become a better family man. I want to be I want to have a healthy family. So it's going to I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. It's going to impact uh, my health and emotional emotionally. You know, making sure I'm in the right place and spiritually, making sure my walk with God is where it needs to be. You know how you grow spiritually, everyone. There's two two things. I mean, these are two, two magic things that you can do: read your Bible and pray. That's it, every day. You know, we, we often skip the small things, and we try this and that, trying to get. But it takes the small things to make a big difference. Small things like getting up every morning, reading our Bible having time with God and praying with Him and communicating with Him, those are the small things that make a big difference in our life. And we, and we say these statements over and over, we're going to see a big difference in our life. Just a small statement can make a big impact. It's the small things that, that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. If you want to change the life you have, change the words you speak. It's powerful. They have the power of life, the power of death, they have the power of of tearing down, and they have the power of building up. Speak life-giving words, not life-taking, to others and to yourself. If we think something that's not helpful, we need to skip it. But when we think something good, say it, say it. Bless others, why? Because our words matter. Small changes in the words we speak can make a big difference in the life we live. Change your world by simply changing your words, because it's the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. My brother Richard led worship this morning. Didn't they do an amazing job this morning? (laughs) Amen. He was gone last Sunday because the Wednesday before he was in the emergency room. And the reason he was there is because he had a kidney stone. How many have had a kidney stone before? Okay. Uh, I, I heard of a guy, somebody told me they stood in a room and asked a bunch of ladies like, okay, uh, how many of you have had kidney stones? The ladies raised their hand, okay, okay, those of you who had kidney stones, how many of you have had, had, had a baby? And they said, and they raised their hand and they said, okay, what's worse? Because this is the big question. And a lady in the back said, I would rather have a baby sideways than have a kidney stone. <laughs> so yeah, Richard was in the emergency room with a kidney stone. And you know those things are really small, do you know that? Really small. And all I could think was sitting there, and it was probably an inappropriate time to think about it in the registry room. I was like, wow, Richard, uh, small things make a big difference in our life. <laughs> but praise the Lord, he uh, passed that Friday, or else I'd be doing a lot today. <laughs> but uh, man, small things, you know, those little things that no one sees can result in humongous changes in our life. And see, we can see blessings upon blessings in our life our words can glorify god they can improve our relationships and they can make us more like christ that's the power of our words they can make us more like christ and that's the way we want it amen let's bow our heads in prayer this morning if you're here this morning and god truly spoke to you through this message through his word You may be looking at your life and your words that you speak and you took an honest evaluation of yourself this morning and you say, man, this really spoke to me today. I need to watch what I say. I need to be be careful more and more to speak life-giving words instead of life-taking words. And I needed this message today. God spoke to me. If that's you, just raise your hand this morning. I want to pray for you. Hands all over the place. Amen. Let me pray for you this morning. God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your promises. But God, may we apply them to our life. May we understand the power of our words. The responsibility that we have in the words that we speak. May we be people that speak life-giving words instead of life-taking words. May we be a blessing to others and may we build others up. And Lord, may we speak to ourselves in a healthy way. May we look at ourselves in a healthy way as your child. May we look in the mirror and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May we speak life-giving words to ourselves. May we just, in general, speak words that are pleasing to you and honoring to you, because that's what it's all about. Give us that power, Lord, that we don't have to do that. And bless us as we apply your word to our life. With heads are still bowed in the attitude of prayer this morning, you may be here this morning and there's there's words that you haven't spoke to God yet. Big words, powerful words, life-changing words. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And you're here today because God brought you here for such a time as this. And you've been holding back And you haven't really surrendered to Jesus Christ. I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says in Romans that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Those are powerful words of faith. Powerful words. And I want to give you the opportunity to say those to God this morning and accept Jesus as your Savior finally. So if that's you this morning, just pray this after me Dear Jesus, I believe in you, I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe that you died on the cross, that you rose again, and that you reign eternally as king. So Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Our heads still bowed in attitude of prayer. If that's you this morning, You said, I finally have surrendered my life to Jesus, Gary. i finally surrendered to him. If that's you, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior just now. If you'll just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord, I thank you for the decisions that were made. I thank you for those life-giving words in your scripture. Thank you for the power of your words, Lord, that we've heard today. And I thank you for the powerful words that people have prayed to you today. I pray that I will change their life. It will be a blessing to them and those around them. And God, may we all as a church move forward with your glory in front of us. Your glory is the goal, speaking life giving words to those around us and to ourselves, Lord, for your honor your praise, and your worship. We thank you, Lord, for your word. May we apply it to our life today. We thank you, God, for your message today. And all God's people said, amen. Can we celebrate what God's done today? Amen. Well, if you spoke those powerful words to Jesus this morning, you accepted him as your Savior for the first time, we want to know about that. We want to help you with that. So if you'll just check that on your connection card. If this is your first time with us, your first-time guest, we want to we follow up with you, so if you will, put that connection card in the offering as it goes by. So let's stand this morning. We're going to close in a song of worship, worship with our giving and our, and our offerings. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today.